Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! friends and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki and today we save children from hell with the Exorcist Believer. She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? What you're doing here is dangerous. People have died on both sides of possession. Mama! What is it, baby? I can't, I can't do you. Baby, I'm right here. I don't want to go to hell. God, lay that trick on you. <laughs> one girl lives, one girl dies. You get to choose. When two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, the father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago. Written by the team of Peter Sattler, David Gordon Green, and Scott Teams, and directed by David Gordon Green, The Exorcist Believer stars Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, Linda Blair as Reagan McNeil, Jennifer Nettles as Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr. as Victor Fielding, and features Anne Dowd, Raphael Sparge, Norbert Leo Butts, Olivia Olivia O'Neill and Lydia Jewett. Hot off their success revamping the Halloween series with a new trilogy, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and their team now take over the Exorcist series, doing away with the many sequels and spin-offs and developing a direct sequel to William Friedkin's 1973 masterpiece. Once again, this is a planned trilogy of new films, introducing new characters interspersed with classic characters to flesh out a series that seemingly has more to give. Story-wise, the movie does a great job with a ton of homage to the original film while presenting a ton of new material. While the trailer shows us that this is the same demon that once took over Reagan McNeil, it's now split between two new little girls, causing a whole new style of terror. It has a shorter runtime than the original and sits at an hour and 51 minutes, but at times it can feel a little bit slow. Now, I'm not sure the last time you watched The Exorcist, but it wasn't a bang-bang horror movie. It was a slow burn watching a little girl become evil incarnate through the second act, while the third act acted as the exorcism itself. And this movie follows that format in the exact same way. So critics and fans, in air quotes, that are calling this movie slow are more likely comparing it to more modern films where this is a constant state of fear from the opening credits. Acting-wise, the movie is done pretty well. The genuine fear, anger, and frustration that the families and friends show is done really well, as are the possession scenes themselves. Nobody stands out as a bad actor, while at the same time, nobody jumps out as being really, really good either. It's what one should expect out of a higher-budget horror movie. What this movie does really well is mirroring the original film while leaving the audience with a ton of questions by the time the credits roll. Again, we know that this is a trilogy regardless of how it performs, which, just in case you were curious, did pretty good. It's likely a ton of the bad reviews are due to people expecting that the original film was going to be completely recreated, and that will never be this movie. But as a standalone feature, it was a good movie. It wasn't overly scary, nor was the demon as menacing as it was in the original, but it was still well done. The special effects team definitely deserves a giant shout out for their incredible work, 
in making Catherine and Angela look incredibly creepy looking. Overall, The Exorcist Believer is a good movie. It's a blend of classic horror with a bit of a modern twist. This movie was set up for failure from the get-go, being a sequel to not only a classic horror movie, but one of the best horror movies of all time. When you compare it to something like that, it's never going to match up. It would be like remaking Jaws. You just, you cannot remake Jaws. But as a movie on its own, it's entertaining, it's creepy, it's uncomfortable, and on occasion, it's pretty damn scary. I give The Exorcist Believer a B. Well, it's officially fall and the weather is cold out, but there's no reason that you shouldn't look hot. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. And let's start it off with the Red Band trailer for David Ayer's new action thrill ride, The Beekeeper. You're a blessing, Mr. Clay. This place was crabgrass and weeds and you brought it back to life. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday, she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society? Buddy, I'm counting to three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Will you stomp his ass out? You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. A beekeeper, a beekeeper? Well, that's not good. Beekeepers is a special program outside the chain of command. I protect the hive. When the system is out of balance, I correct it. We have laws for these things. Until they fail, then you have me. My fingers, they cut them off. Oh, what the fuck, bro? Don't move. is much bigger than a little fishing scam. The money is going all over the world, to people in finance, even government. You are a problem. Goddamn right, I'm a problem. No way he's coming here straight through the back entrance. I figured I'd give the firefighters a break. Somebody detain this guy. We have to kill him before he kills his way to the top. Honey? It's flammable as fuck. Who oh, no. knows? 
In the Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he's revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. I don't know about any of you, but a Jason Statham action movie to me just looks like a Jason Statham action movie, which is a ton of mindless fun. The Beekeeper hits theaters January 12th of 2024. Over in the land of casting, it was announced that Christoph Waltz has officially joined the cast of Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Frankenstein project. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Del Toro's Frankenstein project will also star Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield, and Mia Goth, but due to the ongoing SAG strike, the project is not quite in development. In other upcoming projects, it was announced by Universal Pictures that Chris Rock will be directing an upcoming Martin Luther King biopic based on Jonathan Igg's biography titled King A Life. The project is also expected to be produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Partners. Another biopic that's going into production is Anton Fuqua's Michael, which aims to be an in-depth portrayal of the King of Pop's complicated life and legacy. According to The Wrap, Michael will be distributed by Universal Pictures, while Lionsgate will be producing the film as well as distributing the movie domestically. It will also be produced by Graham King, who served as a producer on Bohemian Rhapsody, while the script is written by John Logan, whose credits include Gladiator, The Aviator, and Skyfall. Michael is set to star Jafar Jackson, the son of Michael's brother and Jackson 5 member Jermaine Jackson, and currently has no release date set. Now that the writer's strike is done, Marvel is continuing to be busy as director Matt Shackman is setting up for his upcoming Fantastic Four project. During an interview with Collider, Shackman said, quote, it's different in so many ways. I wish I could be specific. I wish I could say more, but we are doing things very differently from a story standpoint, from an approach to the filmmaking standpoint that really fits the material. I wish I could say more. I would love to, but I can't. But I think it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before and certainly unlike anything at Marvel that you've seen before. Now that the WGA strike has concluded, work is resuming on the script, but casting shouldn't be expected until the SAG after strike ends. Shackman said, quote, we're in the middle of a SAG strike and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they get a great deal really soon and we can go back. Then once that's resolved, there'll be a plan at that point, but I can't say too much. There will be an announcement at some point. I know that the internet is very excited to find out and I'm excited to share it. I just can't do it yet. As this is the third Fantastic Four movie, Marvel Studio president Kevin Feige has said that they won't simply be retelling the team's origin as that should be widely known. Fantastic Four is currently scheduled for a May 2nd, 2025 release date. CD Projekt Red, the company responsible for The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077, have announced today that they're teaming up with Anonymous Content to develop a live-action Cyberpunk 2077 project. Some outlets are reporting that the project is a film, while others are claiming that it's a series, but no confirmation has currently been made. The live-action project is still in the early stages of development, but the project is currently searching for a screenwriter to tell a brand new story set in the world of the game. Cyberpunk 2077 finds the player taking control of V, a cyberpunk mercenary for hire who is ready to do whatever it takes to make a name for themselves in Night City, a megalopolis obsessed with power, glamour, and body modification. The video game gained notoriety first by starring Keanu Reeves, but mainly for receiving mixed reviews upon release, widely criticized for bugs, and even being removed from the PlayStation Store for several months while CD Projekt Red worked on the problems. Subsequent updates address many of the issues, and the game has proven to be 
quite popular. An expansion called Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom City was released last month, featuring Idris Elba as a new character named Solomon Reed. Over on the small screen, it was announced by A24 that they have gained the rights to socialite Paris Hilton's memoir. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. And are adapting it into a TV series. According to Deadline, the deal for Ms. Hilton's memoir is in the neighborhood of six figures, with Hilton's media company 1111 Media, Dakota and Elle Fanning's Llewellyn Pictures, and David Bernard's Middle Child Pictures producing. Paris, the memoir, acts as a tell-all from the media princess, focusing on her struggles with ADHD, her rise to fame, and the heat of the pop culture spotlight, and trying to live a life while under constant scrutiny from fans, paparazzi, and people looking to capitalize on her fame. Over at Apple TV, the official synopsis and some photos from Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks' upcoming project Masters of the Air have been released, which stars Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, and more. Based on Donald L. Miller's book of the same name and scripted by John Orloff, Masters of the Air follows the men of the 100th Bomb Group, the Bloody 100th, as they conduct perilous bombing raids over Nazi Germany and grapple with the frigid conditions, lack of oxygen, and sheer terror of combat conducted at 25,000 feet in the air. Portraying the psychological and emotional price paid by these young men as they helped destroy the horror of Hitler's Third Reich is at the heart of Masters of the Air. Some were shot down and captured, some were wounded or killed, and some were lucky enough to make it home. Regardless of individual fate, a toll was exacted on them all. Ranging in location from the bucolic fields and villages of Southeast England to the harsh deprivations of a German prisoners of war camp, and depicting a unique and crucial time in world history, Masters of the Air is enormous in both scale and scope, and a genuine cinematic achievement. Masters of the Air is set to debut on Apple TV Plus starting on Friday, January 26th of 2024 with two episodes, then being followed weekly every Friday through March 15th of 2024. Over at Disney slash Hulu, it was announced that season four of Only Murders in the Building will be going ahead, starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. In addition to presenting audiences with a complex murder to solve each season, Only Murders in the Building also boasts a collection of guest stars that included Meryl Streep, Paul Rudd, Nathan Lane, Jesse Williams, Cara Delevingne, Michael Rappaport, Amy Schumer, Shirley MacLaine, Tina Fey, and so many more. Seasons one through three are currently on Disney Plus in Canada and Hulu in in the States. And finally, we end today on what is questionably bad news. Due to the ongoing SAG after strike, community creator Dan Harmon said he's starting to get concerned about getting the band back together. During a recent interview, Harmon said, quote, by the time we can re-coordinate, what are the odds that everyone's schedule is going to once again align? Before the strike started in Hollywood, Harmon, alongside co-writer Andrew Guest and star Joel McHale, pitched a community movie, which Peacock gave an enthusiastic thumbs up to. The film revolved around the community gang reuniting for a Greendale Community College reunion, finally making good on the comedy's promise of six seasons and a movie. Everyone, with the exception of Chevy Chase, was expected to return. Alongside Joel McHale would be Donald Glover, Allison Brie, Gillian Jacobs, Danny Putty, and Yvette Nicole Brown. While scenes could be shot individually if all were not available to share screen time, Harmon insists on having everyone present for that sweet, sweet community chemistry. He said, quote, because the thing that's going to matter most to me as an audience member or to anybody who loved that show is seeing those people see each other and they still love each other and it's not going to feel the same if you're shooting them separately at different months in different locations as of now the community film is still expected to move forward that's it for this episode of talking movies follow me on social media at talking movies pc and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms and as always wherever those girls went they brought something back with them 